Hey everyone, welcome to Knickknack Nerd. I'm Greg Burlett and I'm here with my friend Anthony Keelan. Today we are talking about Warcraft 3 spin-offs and we'll start with Warcraft 3, what it was, and it was a huge game, had tons of impact, um, and a lot of people just really loved the game. Um, do you know when it came out, Anto? A uh, long, long time ago. A long, long <laughs> time ago. Uh, back when I, I CD say, keys were a thing. Yeah, like in the 90s? Is that right? Was it 90s? Was it that long ago? Well, 90s or early 2000s. I, I remember it, it was so long ago that if we wanted to play uh, together or in some sort of custom match or anything like that, we had to go into our router and open up ports so that we could play together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which never happens these days. Everything is just set up for you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely an older game, but um, had a lot of impact on the landscape of, of games and how they came to be, which is actually really cool. So it's, it's nice to look back in the history of it and, uh, and look what became of it. Um, do you want to give a quick rundown of you know Warcraft three and I guess strategy games in general? Oh man, sure. yeah, it's a broad like, topic. I'll I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll give it a rip. Um, yeah, so Warcraft three was kind of uh, in terms of like real time strategy games a little bit different than anything that had come before it. Uh, like the closest thing before was like uh, StarCraft, right? So. Right. it had StarCraft previously, and even before that, there was Warcraft 2. Um, and StarCraft was like a huge leap over Warcraft 2 in, in terms of... But the, the you, difference in Warcraft 3 was that it revolved around this mechanic of you controlling like uh, a couple hero characters, and they could collect items and level up sort of like RPG-like, um, in addition to, you know, your normal army and base that you would build. So it had like this little like mini game inside the game where you're like going around trying to level up your hero um in each of your like 1v1 battles or 2v2 battles or whatever um and leveling up to make them stronger because when they got to their sixth level they got like a very impactful ability that they could use that would really turn the tides of fights Mm -hmm. um and i think there was about what four heroes that you could play in the the base game is that true? Four, like three or four per race. Was it? No, wait. Oh, it, yeah. it was three per race. Um, yeah, three. And yeah, then there was like when the, Blade the Frozen Throne and... expansion came out, uh, there were more more heroes were added. That's right. And there were like you, there were like these mercenary heroes that you could hire. Um, oh yeah. To join you too. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so I guess the the main goal of the game was build a base, build some units bring in your heroes and mess the other person up you know, like last person standing kind of thing right yep it, like every other rts game um can you outsmart them or outplay them or both um mm-hmm. and, and become victorious and kill all their units and buildings and when you're playing um online uh the answer is usually no because people are so good at that game it's ridiculous yeah like there's there's always someone better for sure like you'll you'll win 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 until you stop winning, yeah. And then you'll then you have to then you have to get better. Then you and, have to get a lot better. <laughs> and, and then it goes into you win some, you lose some. Hopefully, uh, you, you learn from your past mistakes and and you start winning some more. 
Yeah, I I think that the the really difficult part about the game itself is um, I always kind of go in because um, it is a strategy game, right? So I, I kind of go in with like a pre-made. All right, I want to do this strategy because it looks really fun. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. make a whole bunch of air flying units and buff them up with these guys and then go storm the base. Um, but you you really have to react to what the other person is doing in order mm-hmm. to actually win. So going in with a, a preconceived notion of how you're going to play it um, often doesn't really work. I um, think that that's totally true. Um, I think you can have... Uh, you can either react or you can distract. Yeah. It, like that... <laughs> so that is um, like a really common theme in game theory is you're trying to maximize your actions while minimizing um, the, I guess, the utility of other people's actions, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, think about in um, uh, the presidential debates with, with Trump and Biden, right? Like, um, if if Trump just lets Biden, you know, say his platform and everything like that, then everything's cool. And, um, you know, he doesn't really throw Biden off his game at all, right? But part of why Trump is so effective is because he says stuff to get under other people's skin and it really throws them off their game. And then they're, they have to like backpedal and change their strategy and it just throws them off. Yeah, so they get flustered. Like, they say things yeah. they may not in, have intended to say. Totally. Um, and that that is really like a, it's called like a minimax strategy, right? Like he's mm-hmm. trying to like just throw people off their game and it's a really common strategy that works really well. Um so yeah, that's that's essentially um, Warcraft three, and we're talking about spinoffs that came out of this game. Um, part of Warcraft three was they had the base game where it was you know a real time strategy game, um, but they also had a custom map mode, um, which was really popular with community driven content. So yeah, they yeah. had a map editor, and you could go in and write in scripts and spawn enemies in certain places and basically make your own game and it would yeah, the all map look editor was it was really really powerful right it it was like uh, a phenomenal tool that like a lot of people couldn't believe had been released along yeah. with the game it was like very polished you could do pretty much any of the scripting stuff that blizzard had done for their own cutscenes or anything they'd done in the game was possible to do in this map editor which was like insane yeah um, I wonder what I wonder what um, Blizzard's idea was for the custom maps. Like, why even? Because it, it certainly costs some man hours for them to program this whole map editor and allow people to host games. Um, I wonder if they saw that it was going to be a huge thing because eventually, the amount of people playing custom maps far surpassed the number of people that were actually playing the Warcraft Three game. Which yeah, is kind of insane eventually. to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think like in the earlier days in Blizzard, like in the Warcraft three um, days, Blizzard was a much smaller company at that point. They hadn't released World of Warcraft or anything, um, so they they were very much a small company, and they were mostly gamers making games for gamers, right? So um, they probably put that stuff in there because they were like, hey man, like if this stuff existed in the games I used to play, I would have played those games a lot more. 
um, and a lot more people probably would have bought or I would have told more people to buy those games, right? So right. I think they thought that if they included that stuff, they would they would have more sales and more people playing their games um, in the long run anyway. So I think overall, like it was a really good decision to do. Yeah, it, it turns out they were right. Like it caught on like wildfire. It was crazy. But I think that um, uh, Blizzard wasn't the first company to catch on to that because um, Westwood oh, no. Studios... Uh, when we used to play uh, Red Alert quite a bit, they had a map editor in there as well. Um, not nearly as good. Not nearly as good. And it it wasn't set up in the same way where it was no. community-driven kind of stuff. It would be more like, all right, um, me and Anta are going to play a game together. We want to make our own map. Like, I, I think we did that one time. We made a, a map in Red Alert where one person was set up with their base with tons and tons of uh, minerals and had a lot of money and the other person was at the very bottom of the map with no money and then can the the person on the underdog you know come up and and rise up and win um and the answer was you know almost never um (laughs) turns out that (laughs) if you have a lot of money you know you you kind of win money makes life easier you know (laughs) that's right but what about you know more money more problems anto i don't think that's a thing in strategy games (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. More um, money, more units, dude. More money, more units. That's right. Um, yeah, so in Warcraft 3, in the custom um, game modes, it really picked up, and people made a ton and ton of different games, ranging from pretty crappy ones to really, really good ones. Um, one of the ones that we used to play kind of in the earlier days was called Angel Arena, and it was basically just everyone had a hero and you level it up and duped it out in a giant kind of gladiator arena right yeah and you would keep leveling up right like and eventually you get to this point where you're just doing like absolutely ludicrous amounts of damage oh yeah it was Um, in like the tens of millions it was like just tons of fun you just see like all the critical strike numbers flying up in that red text it was awesome yeah very very fun game um, and that's something that's relatively simplistic um, in terms of coding. Like, you spawn a bunch of heroes, um, and they just go and, and fight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then stuff kind of got a little bit more interesting when people started doing tower defense games and um, malls. So they were called TDs for tower defense. Um, and it, it's something that... It, it's not units fighting each other. Basically... Um, Every person that's in the game, a bunch of uh, enemy units spawn along a particular path, and you construct a whole bunch of towers that shoot at them, and you have to destroy a whole bunch of waves of um, these little enemies coming at you. And uh, if you don't build strong enough towers, um, then they they get through, and you have a certain number of lives, um, and you basically just need to make it to the end and survive all the waves. Um, and that game mode was so popular. I remember um, me and my friends, like we pretty much only played tower defenses for the longest period of time. Really, really popular. Yeah, um, they, they scratch this weird kind of itch, right? Like you're playing against people, but you're not playing against people. Um, yeah. And and you just like, it scratches that like, okay, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to upgrade this stuff and I'm going to do better. And it scratches that like, you know, eternal, like, I just want to keep upgrading things itch. 
mm-hmm. and it's like real that's a really fun game loop a lot of the time yeah i agree i i can't quite place my finger on why it feels addictive but i think i think what you said resonates with me i think i think that makes sense um so i i guess a couple of bigger games that came out of that was i think one of the most popular ones was legion td um and that one kind of had an interesting um setup because you would not only do the regular tower defense stuff but you would um have a bunch of money that you could spend on units and you would send units um to go destroy other people's bases at the same time as you're kind of doing um just the regular tower defense stuff um so that was really really cool and there's a lot of spin-offs on that because um um starcraft um in the latest starcraft game they have their own version of legion td and they have a bunch of tournaments and stuff like that where there's cash prizes that you actually play for um our friend terry was really into it do you remember what it was called anto i you know what i don't yeah we need to get terry in here and he can tell us all about it but um so yeah i mean people are still into these kind of game modes and um yeah, playing tournaments for money, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, like we have to talk about Dota, um, defensive of the ancients. Um, yeah, that which was, was like the the map on uh, on Warcraft Three, right? Like, yeah, everyone played that. There was there were actually like <laughs> leagues of people playing Dota. Oh yeah, it was massive. Do you want to go over? Um, just kind of the setup of Dota and you know how you play it if, for people yeah, so, that don't know. Yeah, man. So Dota was like if if you've played League of Legends or Dota two lately, Dota was the first incarnation uh, of that kind of game. It, it, for those of you that don't know, it's called a MOBA. And uh, so basically, how that game mode works is each team has a base. There's two teams, and each base spawns waves of uh units called minions and those minions go and they just fight it out in uh these uh they take the path they take is called a lane and there's typically three lanes um in both dota uh league of legends and dota 2 um so the minions they walk down the lanes they start fighting each other and then on each of the teams there are five five players on each team and each team picks their own hero or champion so think like um in like a fighting game how you pick the character you're going to play. It's kind of like that. Everyone has their own set of moves. Um, same thing in in Dota. They, they Champion or hero, whatever you want to call them, has four abilities plus, you know, just an attack they can do when they right-click. And their four abilities are, are hugely different um, across all of them. Like, there's guys that are spellcasters. Like, you know, they have fire spells and they can stun you. And there's guys... They can go invisible and chop you in half. Um, and so, you know, this got, like, pretty popular because people are like, okay, I'm going to get set up my team with, you know, this certain number, this certain mix of heroes. And, you know, it's pretty strong when we do it that way. And then all sorts of strategy and metagame came out of that. And, it, you know, then these leagues started being formed. It got really, really competitive. And, and people got really into playing this this custom map. Um, and it got to be really, really interesting to watch. And like, I, I was never involved in, in the leagues, um, but I would play Dota for hours. Oh, me too. 
and each match is typically around like 30 minutes something like that right yeah about 30 minutes like if the teams were particularly well matched it could go a lot longer right but usually not so much (laughs) and i think um i think another part of mobas that makes it kind of interesting in terms of replayability value is also itemization and and basically different item builds that you can use in the game that's right because your your heroes can have an inventory you can buy um certain different items yeah six different items for them and depending on what you buy you become i guess like a master of different things like for example like critical strikes or yeah you um, become stronger in one way or another yeah exactly uh, like the itemization is really where games like league of legends and dota 2 diverge uh, the, the items in those games take drastically different routes. Mm-hmm. Like the, the items in League of Legends are really about buffing stats on your characters. And in Dota 2, it's really about giving characters like slightly new abilities. Like mm-hmm. the, the one thing that in Dota 2 that makes your guy invincible for like five seconds or whatever. And he can run around and chop everybody up like Trinomir League of Legends can on his ultimate, right? Right. um, I think that in the newest season of League of Legends, which is one of the the spinoff games from Dota, um, in the newest season, they released a whole bunch of items that do kind of have more ability power kind of stuff. Like they give your your champion new abilities like dashes and and stuff like that. Yeah, in the the upcoming season that's not released yet, right? Yeah. Yeah, and there's... there's, um, um, items that that you can activate and it shoots missiles out at people and you know stuff like that so they're they're kind of um they're still definitely ones that just buff um um you know stats on your character um but also some some active items and and stuff like that and uh really for me there there's a lot of different builds and different ways that you can go about um playing each person which um not only do you have the the different mix of champions on a team, like having a tank and a healer and and all that kind of stuff, but also you know how you choose to play the game, um, which feels pretty rewarding if you can pull it off, which is kind of cool. I will say one one more thing that was really cool, Dota, and also kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. Um, so in Dota, it was, because it was a Warcraft three custom map, right? Like people would just post. Uh, a dota game in the like custom lobby Mm -hmm. and you would join it and like you didn't know how good anyone else was at the game you just jumped in the game and you know you you played the game it was like a lot i want to say a lot less toxic than all the systems that have come (laughs) after it um because i don't know everyone was just like pretty freaking chill everyone Uh, was very chill that's true like they just wanted to play the game and have fun like Sure, if you made mistakes, people would rage in game or AFK or whatever, but like you get that now anyway. But like the lobbies were super chill and everyone was just kinda out to have a good time for the most part. Um, I think I think like, part of you... the mentality of it was because it was a custom map and you're not really playing mm-hmm. the game. Like you're not playing Warcraft three, which is the strategy game. Yeah. You're just kinda yeah. chilling out and playing a side game and I think that that's why everyone was so relaxed. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think if I was, if I played in any of those leagues or anything, maybe it would have been a different experience, but yeah. uh, I didn't have that experience. I don't know if you did, but... No. 
was a really good point uh, that you could just be put in with with people that have played like hundreds and hundreds of hours of the game, but you might not necessarily know. And they would put in um, in the title of the custom match, they would put pros only, but that's super up for interpretation because what's a pro, you know? Yeah. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Anybody. <laughs> yeah, anybody. I'm a pro. Because uh, I did not discriminate on which games I joined. I joined everything. And, I don't know, I never really had a bad experience, so... Yeah. I think it worked out. And just like anything in life, if you play against people that are better than you, um, you learn some stuff. You get better yourself, right? Also, play, playing those games when I was so young and playing so many hours of them, I could probably get pretty freaking good at them, too. Yeah. Especially when you're young and, um, you know, muscle memory develops really quickly and you have really good reaction time and you can react mm-hmm. to what other people are doing really quickly... And no Super responsibilities. Good. And no responsibility. That's right. Yeah. Now that I have a kid, it's it's difficult to... Because um, basically, the only free time I have um, where I can just do whatever I want is in the evenings. I'm like pretty late at night, right? Yeah, after bedtime. After bedtime. That's right. Um, so it's really hard to you know put in the hours to get really good at something um, when you have minimal time, right? Amazon is a website that will ship you anything you need in life. Literally anything. You can even buy uranium ore and start your own nuclear reactor today. Sign up for an Amazon Prime subscription and get two-day free shipping, access to Prime Video and music streaming services, and 20% off diapers delivered right to your door. You don't even need to take off your pajamas. Sign up for Prime using the link bit.ly forward slash Amazon Knickknack Nerd, which also supports this podcast. And now back to the show. Yeah, so where were we? We're talking about, you know, the, the successors to uh, to Dota. So after Dota was created, um, this other guy, I uh, can't remember his name, but he made a map called Dota All-Stars which was the one that actually got super, super popular uh, among people. And then after that, uh, a bunch of fight and you're, you know, kind of like duking it out with someone, um, the heart does get racing. And uh, Oh, it does race, yeah. for sure. But uh, I'm not going to say you're like, that I hope sports. this fight's over before my hand gets too sweaty to hold on to my mouse. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I won't say it's the same um, physicality of sports. Like oh, it, definitely it not. not. Like, both you and I have played volleyball at pretty high levels, right? And uh, it doesn't even come close to the physicality there, right? And yeah. that's not even a contact sport. Exactly. Well, the only contact is um, some ass pats here and there, right? Some ass pats, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so, yeah, that that's basically where League of Legends is at. Um, Riot Games is the um the the company and i think that riot is owned by is it tencent is that true they are either wholly or partially owned by tencent i would have to look it up to you know for sure yeah i don't i don't know Um, the um like what percentage of you know who owns what and what subsidiary company but i think that tencent at least owns part of them um so it's gotten massive their revenue is is insane and they started off as an indie company, yes, 
and a lot of the jokes when when there's bugs in the game is uh people say a oh, small indie company which is hilarious yeah so they tencent wholly owns riot and they have a 40 percent stake in epic oh interesting okay cool well there you go um do you want to take a, a quick break and then we'll get into um uh i guess blizzard's reactions to community made content and kind of talk about you know how it backfired and stuff Humble Bundle is a video game subscription service that selects a bunch of fun games each month and you choose which games you want to keep forever. With the subscription, you also get a 20% discount off of thousands of games on the Humble Store. I often find myself browsing Steam not knowing what I want to play, when that time could be better spent trying a handful of good hand-picked games. Sign up for a Humble Choice Basic or Premium subscription using the link bit.ly forward slash humble nerd your subscription not only gets you a handful of great video games but also supports this podcast now back to the show all right and we're back um we are talking about warcraft 3 reforged which was a remaster of warcraft 3 um well it kind of flopped uh, in terms of it was a big flop. In terms of community reaction to it, um, both myself and Anto uh, played it. Um, we were really, really excited for it, uh, just because I'll of. Say, I wanted to love it. I, I did. really did. I wanted to love it, um, but man, it did not scratch the itch. It, it was yeah. buggy and janky, and that like that network stuff was not figured out. Yeah, there there was a lot um, left on the table and a lot to be desired with that. Um, all the custom maps that I played, it was very rare that I didn't get through a game. Uh, sorry, it was very rare that I actually got through a whole game without a crashing, um, which is you know not fun when you're you know twenty minutes through a game and then it just crashes and then you know you can't actually play the game. Um, so I think that they just uh-huh. had quite a bit of issues and they also didn't have, um, ranked. So you couldn't team up with a buddy and, you know, play games they, together and climb a ladder. They and... had, they had one V one ranked, but the arranged team ranked that, uh, me and you so fondly, uh, look back on yeah. was not available when it, when it came out. I'm not even sure if it does now. I got so sick and frustrated <laughs> by it that, uh. I stopped playing it within a couple of weeks. Yeah, I just wanted to build some wyverns with my buddy and some grunts and go work, work, work and just bloodlust them all up and just go go to town on, on some other people. But unfortunately, we, you know, we couldn't really do that. Um, so, yeah, it, it certainly had some issues. Um, they also ran into some issues with um, basically their terms of service and kind of the more legal side of it. And... You know, when people say accept the terms of service and the privacy policy, usually just because you don't want to read a whole bunch of legal text every time you do something. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, some people do and they go through them and, you know, read it and figure out what they do with your data and um, found some interesting nuggets of gold um, in uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged. Basically, Blizzard was scared that someone was going to create a new type of game 
in the uh, the custom maps that would blow up and create a new Dota, and they would miss out on all the revenue from it. Um, again. Again, right? And <laughs> these Dota spinoffs became huge, like Le- League of Legends, um, Dota 2, made by Valve. Everyone makes so much money off these games. Um, so they didn't want to become privy to to that happening to them again, which makes complete sense from uh, a business perspective. Um, yeah, it makes, it makes business sense. It makes business sense. Um, but at the same time, it pissed off uh, the community of people that were paying for their games. Um, and from a gamer perspective, if someone is going through all of the effort to create a new game and they make the game, um, they're just making it within the confines of um, a map editor that's made by someone else. Um, in the terms of service, Blizzard owned that. They owned the intellectual property rights to it. If there's any game derived from the game that you made, they would own it, um, which yeah. doesn't make sense. Like from... if I could, uh, if I could just snap in here and give you an analogy, Greg. It's like if Microsoft said. Any book you write using Microsoft Word is my intellectual property. Yeah, that's exactly it's it. It's very similar to that. Uh, it's it's actually that's a super good analogy because it's it's exactly the same. Um, you're writing y- using a tool, and yeah, <laughs> that's a crazy analogy. Um, putting it like that, you know, you know, screw Blizzard, <laughs> and that, that's what a lot of people thought, right? Um, yeah, man. But you can also step into their shoes and think from the company perspective, you know, how do we prevent that from happening again? Um, and I would say from a company you can perspective... hire those guys. Yeah, hire them. From a company's perspective, I think it was not avoidable. Like, I think it was just something that, that happened, and it was like a grassroots kind of thing that they didn't yeah. really have control over, and nor should they. Well, I think they, I think they totally could have been like, once, like, Dota All-Stars got into, like, you know, the millions of people playing that game, Blizzard could have easily approached them and been like, hey, you're doing some really great stuff here. Why don't we work together and actually release a standalone, a standalone. game yeah. that, that can do this? Yeah, that was the way to do it. Um, that that would have been exactly the way to do it. Um, but, well, that didn't happen. So they went down the kind of blanket legal route. Um, with Warcraft 3 Reforged, and it pissed off a lot of people. Um, but I can totally see both both sides of it. Um, so I guess it sort of happened again with um, with Auto Chess. Um, Anto's more familiar with that. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so like Auto Chess came out of the, the Dota 2 community, right? I'm, I'm not actually sure how, how it came to be, but I believe... There was a community mod or something. Some guy made a new game based on Dota 2, um, and it was a, an auto-battler. So you would place these guys on a grid, um, and your opponent would place his guys on a grid, and then you like the timer would go down, and it would say go, and then they would just like march towards each other and battle it out. And think every of, round um, you could like Think purchase... of um, the, the chess game on the Millennium Falcon. It very much like the chess game on the Millennium Falcon, um, and it was actually it's kind of like a card game with like a board representation, like that, right? So you collect these cards, you purchase them, and when you get 
sets of the cards. So like like a set of three, the guy gets upgraded right. into a better version of the guy that you had before. So um, it's like a set collection game and a sort of like chess like game. Um, and so the, those two elements combined, you actually make a really cool um, and kind of rewarding loop. Like there's all sorts of strategy around like, should I uh, pick up this guy right now? And in that game, you had the option to like spend. So you accumulated gold throughout the game and you could spend that gold to refresh the pool of cards you were able to purchase. Mm-hmm. And so you had a decision to make. I can either level myself up and be able to put more guys on the field or I can spend my gold and get access to a new set of cards and maybe upgrade more guys, right? So, it, uh, you know, there's strategy to that. Do I do I roll or do I level up or do I do nothing? I, um, I think that that's the... And where do I the, arrange my guys on the field? The replayability value comes from that. Like when we were talking about League, like what oh. is it about it that makes me want to play again? And it's all the different itemizations and different like meta and, and stuff that I can do. And mm-hmm. same deal with this. Yeah, so this, like, the the different cards have different synergies. So different ones synergize with each other. And so you can go different routes. So like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm getting these cards, so I'm going to go these couple synergies this game. Or I'm getting these other cards, so I'm going to go this other set of synergies. And so that changes from game to game. And also, like, all the cards come from a common pool. So the other seven people you're playing with, usually it's a, a lobby of eight people in this game. And so the other seven people you're playing with, when they purchase cards out of the same pool, your odds of getting the same card are reduced because there's only a certain number of cards of each type. So it kind of forces you to select different types of units than what other people are. Otherwise, there's like a supply and demand issue, right? Yeah. Either purchase different types or spend aggressively and get them before they get them. Right. Right. Like starve them out. Mm Mm-hmm. So it, uh, in that it's kind of it's like that free for all game format is really fun to you because you see people getting picked off. Um, it's kind of cool to like be like the last man standing. It's a, it's a different kind of game, right? League is a and Dota two are are team games, and this is very much a, a solo game in a free for all format. And so you may have some people you may queue up with a bunch of people, um, and you're you know you have your friend in your lobby, but ultimately one of you is gonna win and one of you is gonna come in second or worse, right? Right. I I think um the criteria for what is a win is a bit different for that game, right? Like, isn't it top four is actually yeah. you've won? Top, top, top four or like better is typically a win. So the higher you rank, the the more of a win it is. Right. Like in terms of how fast you can climb the ladder, right? Exactly. Right. You get more points the higher up. They, typically a finish of a four or a five will be a very minimal shift in, in the amount of ladder points you gain or lose. Mm-hmm. And then the, the higher you... The further you are from fourth or fifth, the the larger your loss or gain is. Right. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really fun game. I didn't get so much into it, um, but I can totally see how you could go down the rabbit hole in that game. Oh yeah, I played, and <laughs> I think the the second set of the league team fight tactics. That thing. That's what it's called. Yep. Uh, and the second set of that game. I I played a lot. Yeah, I remember you were. Um, making, I had a lot of. Uh, I had a. Bl- I had a blast playing it, um, and I don't know. I felt like I kind of like turn-based strategy games, and it kind of almost scratches that itch. Um, and I I found myself climbing 
pre pretty consistently and quickly playing that game. So it was a lot of fun for me. Like everyone likes winning and seeing their progress and 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 their place on the ladder, you know, increasing. Totally. Um, and so I I played a lot. I didn't get like super high on the ladder or anything because um, I only have so many hours in the day. <laughs> but uh, I consistently, you know, went up the ladder and it was a lot of fun in that set. Unfortunately. That the sets come out pretty frequently and you know it's uh there's a pretty big learning curve in, in picking up a new set especially when you, you have a limited amount of time and you already dumped a lot of time into learning the previous set mm -hmm. um so it's a little bit frustrated like that and then continue playing it but uh, i really enjoyed that the set that i did play yeah i think one of the the differences between that game and something like league of legends or dota is um Hmm. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, uh, this is what I was going to say. Um, you're like what you said, you're, you're playing for yourself. Um, so you can see the impact of your actions on, on like how well you're doing and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, league or Dota is a team game. And if, if a teammate, you know, feed someone a lot of gold and makes someone on their team really, really powerful. It can be really, really tough for you to deal with, and you just kind of lose based on someone else. You know, having a bad game. Um, so it kind of feels really bad when you play really well or you think that you're playing really well, and you kind of get screwed. Also, you don't have that same fallback of like, I lost because that guy sucks. Yeah. Right. That's true. It's always I lost because. I made a mistake or I suck. Yeah. Um, or, when in reality in League of Legends, a lot of the time, you know, if, if you're losing consistently, uh, you need to look in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just blame your jungler. Yeah, just blame them. Just blame everyone else. Useless. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to, you know, talk about with, uh, with TFT or um, auto chess or anything like that? Uh, like, I think that's a pretty good rundown for just, uh, you know, being a quick overview and, Hey, this is the next kind of thing that got big. It didn't. There were no like big standalone games, but uh, both TFT and Dota Auto Chess uh, have like iPhone apps and stuff right. too. So uh, they have a pretty big following, and a lot of people play them. And I think like there's a lot of, at least on the league side, I don't know about the Dota side, but there's some microtransactions and stuff there where people can buy cosmetics again and right. and you know dump money into the developer of their choice <laughs> i think uh i think auto chess is a type of game that's easily playable on tablet or mobile whereas something it like is. like dota you just you need a mouse i i know that there are yep. chinese knockoffs like mobile legends and and stuff like that where it's essentially a league of legends but you know you're playing from your phone it just yeah. i've tried it before it just doesn't feel good a lot of people um you, like is now with uh, the latest like iOS and Android has had this for a long time, but uh, Apple is slow on things, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can you can Bluetooth uh, modern controllers to your phone now. Oh, okay. Um, so you could play those games using a controller instead of the terrible on-screen controls. Yeah, I just I hate the um, the virtual little joystick because. Yeah, it's it's brutal. You get no tactile feedback. And then you feedback. can't see what you're looking at also because yeah. your thumb's covering like 10% of the like, ah, oh, you stupid thumb. Get out of the way. But you need it there so that you can actually move your yeah. character. It's so annoying. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, 
the uh, TFT and and auto chess actually really lends itself well to you know mobile and stuff like that, and it's something yeah. that you can pick up and you know run through a game relatively quickly. You know, play play something yeah. like a, a round before bed or or something like that, and you don't yeah, need to boot up your whole say, machine. Yeah, the like a round of TFT can take a long time. Yeah, it can. Like if you're the last man standing, you could be there for thirty to forty minutes. That's true. Um. But if I'm in a situation where I have, you know, 20, 30 minutes to kill, I might boot it up and, and just play a game for fun. Yeah. Um, like if I was like, or even if I was just like waiting to go into the doctor or whatever, sometimes you can be in those waiting rooms for a long time, boot that up, play it. And if I have to leave early and lose, like no one else is negatively affected except me. So um, I'm cool with that. Like I decided I want to play and I can just lose there as opposed to like a team game where if I... If I decide, oh, I actually don't have time to play this whole game, I screw over nine other people. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's a really really good point. Um, sometimes in real life, like you do, really have to go, and uh, it sucks that uh, you you just burned you know the time of nine other people because you have to go, and the game kind of gets ruined a little bit. Um, but usually pretty people are pretty good about you know sticking to uh, sticking to a game and, and not leaving early um, do you want to wrap it there and finish yeah. up wrap it up cool uh, you can find additional info and links uh, to what we talked about in this episode on our website uh, knickknacknerd.com you can send us an email at hello at knickknacknerd.com find us on facebook twitter instagram all that stuff at knickknacknerd um leave us a review uh check us out wherever you get your podcast thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time